program in the news. You can listen to us via Facebook. The page is Von Newscast. It's the English service of Voice of Nigeria. Time now for Von Scope. It's 8 hours GMT. Welcome to Vaughn's Cope, a half-hour news magazine of news, views, comments and analysis of issues. Coming to you live from our studios here in Abuja, Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice. You can listen to us via Facebook, the page is Vaughn Newscast, one word, or via www.von.gov.ng. The fact that you are marching does not necessarily mean that you are, you are going to lose jobs. Stay tuned for details of that and more stories in the course of the program, Von Scope. The headlines, largest military exercise in East Africa commences and U.S. President hopes for ceasefire between Hamas and Gaza soon. All these all coming up, including economic and sports news, today in history, and our African proverb. Stay tuned with us. This is Von Scope. My name is Jude Kankara. On Vonsco, we begin with a world news bulletin where the Federal Executive Council in Nigeria has approved and adopted for implementation the Oronsaya report, which recommends the merger and scrapping of some federal government agencies and departments across the ministries. Briefing State House correspondents after the Monday Council meeting, the Minister of Information, Mohamed Idris, stated that the President Tinubu-led administration has approved wide-ranging reforms based on the Oronsaya recommendations. Idris said that the move is part of government's cost-cutting measure initiative to streamline governance. He reassured workers that the implementation of the Oronsaya report would not affect jobs but jobs lost but will secure positions for all affected staff in the new organizations. Recall that 12 years ago, the Stephen Oronsaya report on reforming Nigeria's federal agencies was submitted to President Goodluck Jonathan and implemented by the Bola Tinubu-led administration. 
Nigeria's Vice President Kashim Shatima has said that the inauguration of the South East Power Project is the much-expected solution to the power supply deficit that has undermined the nation's economy and industrialization. He said the Light Up Nigeria project, which is part of the priorities set for President Bola Tinubu, heralds in renewed hope for industrialists, investors and Nigerians who had to bear the brunt of the country's power challenges for so long. The Vice President stated this during the project launch in Enugu State, South East Nigeria, adding that the project will accelerate power supply to industrial clusters in the South East region. The project, which is in collaboration between the Niger Delta Power Holding Company Limited and its partners, is targeted at revamping Nigeria's infrastructure framework with a much-needed drive in empowering Nigerians and strengthening the economic policies of the Tinubu administration. The Vice President also flagged off the Smart Schools project of Governor Peter Umba in Enugu and various road projects in Abia State constructed by Governor Alex Oti. The Nadra Labour Congress NLC and other related unions have commenced a nationwide protest over the high cost of living, inflation, insecurity and hardship in the country. A late meeting between the federal government and the organized labor on Monday night at the State House in Abuja ended in a stalemate. The meeting, hosted by the Secretary to the Government of the Federation, George Akume, wasn't open to the media. Those in attendance at the meeting include the Attorney General of the Federation, Latif Agbimi, Ministers of Labor, Agriculture, Finance and Budget and Planning, and the Head of Service of the Federation. The two labor centers of the country, the Nadra Labor Congress, led by its national president, Joe Ajayru, and the Trade Union Congress, led by its national president, Festus Osifo, were also in attendance. The federal government has appealed to the NLC to shelve its planned nationwide protest slated for February 27 and 28, 2024. Meanwhile, the defense headquarters has debunked a publication by an online news platform, Sahara Reporters, claiming that the Guards Brigade had been put on high alert following unusual movements leading to suspicion of a coup plot in Nigeria. The publication also asserted, amongst other things, that the suspicion prompted emergency meeting involving President Bola Tenebu, the chief of staff to the president and commander of the Guards Brigade. In a statement, the Acting Director of Defence Information, Brigadier Tukur Guso, said that for the avoidance of doubt, the Guards Brigade has been statutorily assigned the responsibility of protecting the seat of power, which is the Presidency, and by extension, the Federal Capital Territory and its environs. He noted that the Presidential Guards Brigade has always been on high alert in order to effectively execute its assigned tasks. He recalled that the Chief of Defence Staff, General Christopher Musa, had in a various floor fora reiterated the unalloyed commitment of members of the armed forces of Nigeria to the protection and sustenance of democracy in the country. A US-led military exercise codenamed Justified Accord has been in Ken- has begun in Kenya with more than 20 nations taking part in what has been billed as the largest event of its kind in East Africa. According to reports, the 11-day exercise, which will end on Thursday, 7th March, is aimed at increasing participating countries' readiness for peacekeeping missions, crisis response and humanitarian assistance. Dozens of U.S.-trained Somali commandos will take part in the exercise, which, according to reports, will bring together 1,000 personnel and units from 23 nations. The U.S. had led similar exercises in East Africa in recent years as the region grapples with a deadly Al-Shabaab insurgency and other security challenges. A U.S.-led military exercise codenamed 
United States President Joe Biden has said that he hopes to have a ceasefire in Israel's war in Gaza by Monday 4th March as negotiations to halt hostilities and secure the release of captives appear to gather peace. Biden's comments in New York came as Israeli media reported that an Israeli military delegation had flown to Qatar for intensive talks. The negotiations mediated by Egypt, Qatar and the US seek to secure a six week-long pause in fighting between Israel and Hamas to allow aid into Gaza, where the United Nations says some 2.3 million people are at the brink of famine. The proposed pause will also allow for the release of dozens of captives held by Hamas in return for the release of hundreds of Palestinian prisoners held by Israel. The U.S. has been stepping up pressure on Israel in recent days to agree on a truce soon in the bid to head off to a threatened Israeli assault on Rafah, the city in southern Gaza, where some 1.4 million people, many of whom were displaced by war, have sought safety. And that's it on the World News Bulletin. The program is Von Scope on Voice of Nigeria. Remember, you can listen to us via Facebook, the pages Von Newscast. President Bola Tinubu has constituted a committee that will ensure necessary restructuring and legislative amendments to ensure full actualization of the approvals on merger, scrapping and subsuming of agencies and departments are realized within 12 weeks. The special advisor to the President on policy coordination, Hadiza Usman, made this known while briefing State House correspondents on the adoption of the Oron Sanye report of 2012. Ms. Usman ruled out the agencies already approved for merger by the Federal Executive Council. ...to be merged with the National Institute for Chemical Technology, the Nomadic Education Commission to be merged with the National Commission for Mass Literacy, Adult Education and Non-Formal Education, the Federal Radio Corporation to be merged with the Voice of Nigeria, the National Commission for Museum and Monuments to be merged with the National Gallery of Arts, the National Theatre to be merged with National Troop of Nigeria. The National Meteorological Development Center to be merged with the National Meteorological Training Institute. The Nigerian Army University, BU, to be merged with the Nigerian Defense Academy to function as a um, faculty within the um, Nigerian Defense Academy. Air Force Institute of Technology, also to be merged with the Nigerian Defense Academy to function as a faculty of um, Nigerian Defense Academy. The special advisor to the president on policy coordination, Hadiza Usman, there. Now, making clarification on the mergers of government agencies and departments, Minister of Information said merger of the agencies doesn't translate to the loss of jobs, but that the efficiency of staff would be prioritized. I think the point is that the fact that you are merging does not necessarily mean that you are, you are going to lose jobs. But of course, you know that efficiency will come in, and if efficiency comes in, if there is, if there is discovery that somebody is not you know, doing what he should do, he'll be supported to go elsewhere or create another avenue for him to get employed. The, the whole idea is not to throw people out of jobs. This is not the whole idea. The whole idea is to create efficiency and also make it possible for government to save funds where necessary. I think that is, you have to take that. 
That was the Minister of Information, Mohamed Idris, clarifying crucial issues on the announcement of adoption of the 2012 Oronsanyi report. The Federal Executive Council, FEC, has approved the contract of about one trillion naira for the construction of the first phase of the coastal roads across Nigeria. Minister of Works, David Mahi, who stated this after the meeting presided over by President Bola Tunubu at the Presidential Villa Abuja, explained that the phase is part of the 700-kilometer road which cuts across nine states with two links leading to northern states. Mahi also stated that the council also approved the fund for the first phase made up of 47.47 kilometers of dual carriageway of five lines on each side and a train track in the middle. The example is the Atlantic, you know, ocean surge that would have swallowed the entire, you know, Victoria Island. They've been able to conquer it under the same uh, procurement. Now, let me also announce that the project, the road is going to be constructed with concrete, and they are master in that. And you can see example of a Papa Ocean Expressway, uh, which will usually have uh, seven hours, you know, truck staying there. But today is 18 of joy. They also the same company that is constructing the deep sea port under the same concrete road technology. Uh, Beside that, we also have good news about some of the projects that were awarded between 2006 and 2018. And of course, you know the prices of uh, construction materials. Like in 2006, you should be expecting asphalt to cost about 2,000 per meter squared. And today it's costing between 27 and 30,000 per meter squared. The same thing goes with diesel, the same thing goes with cement. And so uh, some of these projects had stopped. And, uh, you know, one of such that, you know, uh, lifted today, uh, the road that, uh, you know, dualization of Kano Medugri Road, Section 4, Nabatu to Medugri. It was awarded in 2006, and uh, it has stopped because the contracts can no longer carry it. But today it's been uh, augmented from 39 billion to 67 billion. So it has bread now and they can now go on. And then we have another project that is uh, the uh, main. That was the Minister of Works, David Umahi, on the approval of the sum of 1 trillion naira for the construction of coastal roads across Nigeria. Away from the council meeting now, Vice President Kashim Shatema has inaugurated the 181 megawatts ABBA integrated power project in Abia State, South East Nigeria. He says the new power plant will help to accelerate power supply to industrial clusters in the region. State House correspondent Timothy Choji was there for Voice of Nigeria and now completes the story. Vice President Kashim Shatima, who inaugurated the project on behalf of President Bola Tinubu, said the ABA integrated power project is a game changer for the power sector as it will boost electricity supply in the state and beyond. Going philosophical, the Vice President said, with persistence and determination, dreams can be turned into reality. This project bears testimony to the power of dreams. Dreams, when persisted, are capable of turning into realities. And it equally bears testament to the fact that where there is a will, there is a way. He therefore hailed the persistence of Geometric Power Company that carried out the project which lasted over 20 years under the tutelage of its Chief Executive Officer, Professor Bath Naji. While commending the hard work of the Governor of Abia State, Dr. Alex Oti, the Vice President, said, Today in Abba, we saw testimony 
to good leadership. I saw the outpouring of emotion of love and support for Dr. Alex Oti. Your Excellency, posterity will be very kind to you. Keep the plaque flying. Keep up the good works. Long live Abia State. Abia State Governor Dr. Alex Oti thanked the Nigerian government for supporting private sector investment to improve electricity supply. He said the project started about 20 years ago shows the state government's commitment to meeting the basic needs of its citizens. The commitment of the federal government to the actualization of what started off as a pipe dream 20 years ago, the faith of the financial partners, the goodwill of the upper business community, and very importantly, the patience of the investors tell a very exciting story of what can be achieved as Nigerians when we mobilize ourselves and resources to take on any task. Minister of Power Adebayo Adelabu assured Nigerians that the era of estimated billing will soon be over as the Nigerian government is poised to provide enough meters for use by citizens. He therefore urged citizens of the state to own all electricity infrastructure in their domains by protecting them. Chairman Geometrics Power Company, Professor Bath Naji, also thanked President Bola Tinubu's administration for focusing on how to improve electricity supply across the country. From Abad, the capital of Abia State, Southeast Nigeria, this is Timothy Choji reporting for Voice of Nigeria. The Raja Labour Congress NLC is currently leading Nigeria in a protest against economic hardship in the country. According to NLC, the purpose of the industrial action is to tackle the issues of the removal of fuel subsidies, the rising cost of living and insecurity. Speaking with Voice of Nigeria in Lagos State, Southwest Nigeria, some residents expressed support for the protest, while others showed less confidence in it bringing the solutions needed to end economic hardship in the country. Give us belief that we could see the effect of the suffering of the masses. I think that is what we are all demanding for. We all know what is going on in this country. A loaf of bread that is around there, 1,000 euro, 1,000 to So it's to tell you this is not moving. But we believe government is a continuing. The president has been elected. He was once a governor, a senator. And you know the suffering of the masses. We are not seeing kind of enthusiasm, the kind of response that a government should give to its citizens. The policies are very high. But the responses are slow. It's not matching the pain of the people. It's like is okay because the government, I'm not sure they are ready to do anything for us. I don't think they have any plan for us. All we hear is promise without fulfillment. This government, they really disappointed us. So I'm supporting the strike. Yes, I'm not doing this strike because of the situation in Nigeria. Things are going hard. The situation now is very, very hard. I don't want the strike. I believe we should be able to get the attention of the federal government because the way the country is now, you know, the NLC will not just come up if there is nothing. We have to be honest to ourselves, Nigerians are suffering. So if the strike is coming up, as I'm standing, I'm ready to... Next couple of weeks, you can have a new minimum wage. And this time around, it must be a living minimum wage. Those were the views of some residents of Lagos State, Southwest Nigeria, on the rising cost of living and insecurity in the country. You're listening to Von Scope, a half-hour news magazine from Voice of Nigeria. Up next is economic news with Florence Adidi.
The Chief Executive Officer, SD&D Capital Limited, Mr. Agbadebo Idakulu, has urged the Monetary Policy Committee of the Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, to, in its ongoing meeting, look at all the factors that contribute to the economic challenges that the nation now faces before arriving at its decisions. Mr. Idakulu made this call while reacting to questions about his expectations of the ongoing inaugural MPC meeting, which which began on the 26th to 27th of February 2024. He said the committee should consider domestic and global headwinds to determine appropriate policy stance. Inflation does not stand by one policy alone. It has to do with economic activities in the country. I do not believe that this new CPN team will want to uh, raise the NPR and uh, most likely they might not want to reduce it. Or probably they could maintain a hold on the present NPR uh, If that happens, then it gives them time to be able to look and study the economy more to ensure that uh, the right steps will be taken going forward. The Monetary Policy Committee is the highest policy-making committee of the Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, saddled with a mandate of reviewing economic and financial conditions in the economy and determining appropriate stance of policy in the short to medium term. Nigeria's government says it is boosting dry season farming under the National Agricultural Growth Scheme, AgroPockets, with an expected yield of 1 million tons of rice and 520 5,000 tons of cassava. Special advisor to the president on communications and strategy, Bayo Nanuga, said the first phase of the dry season farming, which was launched in November 2023, focused on the cultivation of wheat across 15 wheat producing states covering 118,657 hectares and involving 107,429 farmers. And finally, the Japanese Vice Minister of Finance and International Affairs, Masato Kanda, has reiterated the continued commitment of his country to partnering with the African Development Bank, EFDB. According to Kanda, the aim is to drive development across Africa. Kanda, in a report issued by the bank, said this when he visited the EFDB president, Dr. Adeumi Adeshino, at the bank's headquarters. He commended the leadership skill of the EFDB president while affirming the strategic importance of the bank to African groups. Kanda also affirmed Japan's intent to continue supporting the bank's poverty reduction and resilience building interventions and global challenges. And that ends the economic news. Thank you for listening. My name is Florence Adidi. Thank you, Florence. Solomon Chung is up next with the latest in the world of sports. Hello and welcome to Sports News. The Super Falcons of Nigeria on Monday defeated the Cameroonian counterparts 1-0 in the second leg of the Paris 2024 Olympic qualifiers to qualify on 1-0 aggregate at the Abuja National Stadium. The Nigerian girls put a dogged fight to come out victorious considering the importance of the qualifying for the Olympics. The Super Falcons have now advanced into the last round of the qualifiers for the Paris Olympics. The goal was called by Esther Koronko in the 14th 
18th minute. Former Nigerian international and Chelsea legend Celeste Barbero has applauded Sports Development Minister Senator John Owen Eno for his efforts in garnering support for the Super Eagles in the just-concluded Africa Cup of Nations. He described the minister's effort as a genuine empathy and respect towards the sports industry and its practitioners. The Atlanta Olympics gold medalist also commended the minister for similar support given to Nigeria's senior women basketball team and reigning Africa champions, the Tigers. He said the genuine commitment are important administrative element necessary for the overall growth and development of sports in Nigeria. Napoli new manager Francisco Calzona has praised Victor Shimin for his outstanding performance in Partenope's 1-1 draw away to Cagliari in a Serie A fixture on Sunday. The 25-year-old headed Napoli into the lead in the 66 minutes following a brilliant assist from Giacomo Raspadori, but his effort was not enough to seal an important win for Calzona's new-look Napoli as Zito Luvumba netted last gap equalizer for Cagliari. Oshimen scored his second goal in two matches, but it was not enough for the Partenope to secure a much-needed victory. And in the English Premier League again, Everton's punishment for breaching Premier League financial rules has been reduced from 10 points to 6 after an appeal. The club will immediately dog 10 points in November for breaching profit and sustainability rules in a three-year period. The punishment, the biggest in Premier League history, took Everton from 14 to 19 in the table. However, the present reduction in the ban lifts them from 17 to 15. Everton, who admitted to the breach, said they are satisfied with the outcome. And finally in golf, Jack Knapp won the first PGA Tour event on only his ninth start as he took the Mexican Open by two shots. 29-year-old Knapp went into the final day four shots clear and saw his lead wipe out over the first seven holes. But he rallied on the back nine with his round of 7-1 enough to finish on 19-under with Finland's Sami Velimaki closed on 17-under. That's our package on sports news. Thanks for listening. I am Solomon Chu. It's now time to take a look at what happened on this day in history. Unfortunately, we don't have that now. We quickly go to our weather report. Margaret Abeshi is on hand with that report. Margaret? This is the weather forecast across Africa for Tuesday, 27th February 2024. Nigerian Meteorological Agency, NIMET, predicts mostly cloudy conditions to the coastal cities, while sunny intervals are expected to the inland cities of the south in the early hours. Later in the day, better chances of thunderstorms are expected to the coastal and most inland cities of the south. Prospects of thunderstorms are also expected to Benue, Kogi and Kwara states in the central, while the north will be sunny. General temperatures will range from 31 to 39 degrees Celsius across the country. Across Africa, Nouakchott, Mauritania in West Africa will be sunny with a temperature of about 32 degrees Celsius. Zanzibar, Tanzania in East Africa will have sunny intervals with a temperature of about 34 degrees Celsius. Laayun, Western Sahara in North Africa will be windy and cloudy with a temperature of about 22 degrees Celsius. In Central Africa, Brazzaville, Congo will have sunny intervals with a temperature of about 34 degrees Celsius. And in Southern Africa, Pretoria, South Africa will be mostly cloudy with a temperature of about 25 degrees Celsius. That's today's weather forecast across selected cities in Africa. Remember the effects of climate change and do your part to promote green energy. I am Margaret Ibeshi.
Our African proverb for this edition of Von Scope is When the cock is drunk, it forgets about the hawk. It means when you don't pay keen attention to what you do, you wouldn't make headway and you get exposed. With those words of marble, we've come to the end of this edition of Von Scope. But before we go, a recap of our major stories. The Federal Executive Council in Nigeria has approved and adopted for implementation the Oran Sanya report, which recommends the merger and scrapping of some federal government agencies and departments across the ministries. A U.S.-led military exercise codenamed the Justified Accord has begun in Kenya, with more than 20 nations taking part in what has been billed as the largest event of its kind in East Africa. You can listen to Voice of Nigeria via www.von.gov.ng. You can also share thoughts with us by writing to englishvon at yaw.com, vonigeria880 at gmail.com, or on X. You can also join on the conversation. The handle is at Voice of Nigeria. Production was by Enne Okwanihe, and I am Jude Kankara. Goodbye. of love from Nigeria, the country that defines the future of Africa. Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice. the center of unity Abuja to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean Lagos this is voice of Nigeria programming news views and analysis of issues from an african perspective voice of nigeria perspective. Cassava is widely and simply known as a perennial woody shrub with an edible root which can grow in a tropical and subtropical areas around the world. Cassava originated from tropical America and was introduced into Africa in the Congo Basin by the Portuguese around 1558. 
Therefore, the economic value associated with cassava is so enormous for wealth creation and food security for Nigerians. Hello, dear listener. You're welcome to this week's edition of Beyond Poverty Line, a program directed at showcasing the different ways of individuals, non-governmental and governmental efforts geared towards reducing poverty, unemployment and wealth creation in Nigeria. Our focus today is the economic value of cassava farming in Nigeria. We're reaching you from the studio of Voice of Nigeria. I am Zaliha Ibrahim. Do stay tuned for details. Cassava is originally a crop of South America. It was introduced into the southern part of Nigeria during the period of slave trade. However, the importance of cassava to Nigerians was discovered in the 19th century when more enslaved Nigerians returned to their homeland and introduced its processing techniques into the country. Cassava has become a major economic substance crop and the country has attained the status of the largest producer in the world with production of 34 million metric tons and is a cash crop of great importance employing over millions of Nigerians. Olubenga Adetidun is an agriculturist. He explains the importance of cassava to Nigerians. Cassava um, is one of the root crops that has a lot of, um, let's say, benefit. In any country or in most of the African countries, cassava has been one of our staple food. Uh, for instance, when you go to Nigeria, the major food that they eat is cassava. So we use a lot of cassava for gary, for food, and PC, and other things. And also economically, cassava contributes about 22% of our GDP. Yes, so cassava is very, very important. Yeah, cassava, like all crops, you see, cassava is a medium-term crop. Okay. The, you have made mention of the crops. You have the short-term crops, okay. medium-term crops, and the long-term crops. Cassava is one of the medium-term crops. And in cassava production, if you want to go into cassava production, the factors are not um, different than other uh, crop production. Okay. There are some factors that you have to consider. Um, one, you think about the land. It's very important. You also think about your capital. But lucky like enough, uh, cassava production, you don't need a lot of capital. Okay. So uh, for the capital production, at least, you can any capital or you can enter into cassava production. According to the 2018 total estimates by International Food for Agricultural Organization IFAO, a total of 59.5 million metric tons is being produced in Nigeria, which has the economic potential to generate 427.3 million dollars of revenue from a domestic value addition to the country. Therefore, the local value of cassava via local manufacturing and processing creates jobs for people as well as generate revenue to the government. Engineer Aleke Bamidele is the Product Coordinator International Fund for Agricultural Development, IFAD, and International Institute for Tropical Agriculture. He speaks on their contribution in assisting Nigerians in cassava farming for wealth creation. We are in Ijoga Rile Abekuta, a site for one of our intervention programs of the cassava value chain. Ijoga Rile happens to be a place where we have a demo farm where we are 
demonstrating how cassava can be grown profitably. We're working in collaboration with uh, Open Door Farm and uh, we're integrating the youth of this area. The importance of cassava farming in Nigeria cannot be overemphasized owing to its numerous benefits to the entire population of Nigeria. Cassava can also be cultivated in various ways which are all instrumental for food security for Nigeria. Engineer Adirami speaks again. Opundo has a challenge for cassava root supply. And what do we intend to do? We intend to open up 50 hectares of demo farm where 30 hectares from that farm will be cultivated mechanically. And we have 20 hectares that is cultivated manually. It's part of the project to involve youth as a means of creating employment and as a means of uh, teaching our youth the profitability that involves in uh, agriculture. The Joga case is a little bit different because instead of youth, what we have are outgrowers. We're working with outgrowers here because the youth are engaged in other things. One important factor is that cassava cultivation is very simple because it can be produced on every fertile soil and can be harvested in every season of the year. These simple processes of cassava cultivation have pushed many Nigerians to cassava farming. Walarinwa Osifesu is the managing director of Green Hills Cassava Farm Limited. He explains how his farm has been helping Nigerians to invest in cassava. Oh, my name is Olarin Wadjo Shifeso, and I'm the Managing Director of Green Hills Cassava Farmstead. Um, Green Hills Cassava Farmstead is a 10,000 hectare cassava farm uh, located in Ogun State, uh, Olorin Shogo, um, in Nigeria, of course. And uh, we, are, we are actually on 2,000 hectares. It's a 10 hectare farm, but within the 10,000 hectares, there are pockets of villages and communities, and uh, we're not looking at relocating those guys, so carve out 2,000 hectares you know from the 10,000 hectares and currently we've done a full land clearing on 150 hectares and also we've done full cultivation on on 30 over 30 hectares of cassava and the variety we're planting as you can see is a uh, TME 419 which is high resistance to pests and um, diseases and uh, you know within 10 months 10 to 12 months we look at uh, harvest yes and the concept really why we decided to um, launch this program is uh, a lot of people came to me to say oh Larry can you help me manage my farm here you know in different states and I'm like okay why not all of us own you know a farm within a farmstead own your farm i own my farm and it's managed by one system and that is the that is how we came up with the green hills customer farm so basically what we do is we sell our farmlands and then we help you do the whole uh farm management you know we do the cultivation we manage the farm for you we harvest for you you know we buy back the crops or if you want to sell your crops you can you can actually harvest and sell your crop yes but we buy back the crops and uh we you know we are looking at going into processing as well Nigeria is blessed with varieties of cassava, giving her fertile, vast land suitable for agricultural production. This rich, vast land for cassava farming has given most Nigerians advantage and motivation to invest into cassava production and processing, which is simple and profitable owing to the large population of Nigeria. Cassava can also be processed into various usages such as flour, starch, granules and other numerous products or food for human consumption. Atono Sahara, the owner of Sahara Foods and Cassava Processing Plant based in Lafia, Nasara State, North Central Nigeria, speaks. 
Here in Azuba, cassava is the main crop, which after harvest is processed into local food commonly known as fufu, apu, or gari. It all started 30 years ago, now as Ato Sahara Cassava Processing Center, which came as a dream. I invested only 5000 into the business, which is now a millionaire business. I hope you can see that. Today, Ato Sahara Cassava Processing Center has a workforce of about 1,000 people who are paid on daily basis with a capacity to engage more hands if investors show interest in the business processing. We are pleading for the government of Nasarawa State and federal government Nigeria to support us in this business, to make the business a great one in the state and the nation at large. The strategy of any business initiative is to make profit by creating value to the consumer. Cassava farming and cassava processing by any individual or company is to ensure the availability of food and wealth creation. But all these stages have their impediments. Bala Moses is a cassava farmer and investor. He speaks of the best strategies and locations for cassava production and processing. The best strategic place for cassava processing center is along the Bejo Road. Because an agrarian community should be well accessible so that people will come and pick the product. So the major road is the most suitable place for uh, cassava processing products. Virtually an industrial zone, nearness to market, closeness to route, so is the strategic place. Uh, as route, the area is close to route, that means people will patronize, so it's close to the market, so that product will be moved easily from the production zone to various areas. But where there is no route, the product will be very difficult to be moved from those zones. So it is very vital, very important to be located along the route. Nigeria and Africa as a continent is rich in natural and abundant resources, including abundant water resources. However, despite this potential for agriculture, Nigeria and many African countries still struggle with food insecurity and poverty. In order to address these challenges, the continent must focus on developing sustainable and efficient agricultural practices that can help feed its growing population as well as economic opportunities. With that, dear listener, this is how we conclude this week's edition of Beyond Poverty Line, where we focus on the economic value of cassava farming in Nigeria. For comments and observations, share with us through the producer, Beyond Poverty Line, Voice of Nigeria, PMB 40003, Falomo Ikoi, Lagos, Nigeria. You can also reach us through our email at vonenglishproducers at gmail.com or visit our website at www.von.gov.ng. 
You can listen to us on Simple Radio, Radio Guardian and Tuning Radio apps. Our live stream is also available on www.von.gov.ng. The program was produced by Isaac Desemela. Usman Maazu was my studio manager and I am Zaliha Ibrahim saying goodbye for now. Rhythm of Love from Nigeria, the country that defines the future of Africa. Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice. Will the leaders of tomorrow have a country with talks of separation looming here? We inherit a nation where its children are left hungry. Will the walls and gates of our school remain unsafe? And the students go to school without fear? Will we stay at home forever because our schools are not safe? And stop our mothers from shedding a tear? Wise words of our elders is one of a kind. A people united are a people with one mind. They can move mountains and build a great nation. Bring peace and prosperity that will last for generations. Abdul Kule and Chimka, these are my friends. We are Nigerians and we are here to stay. We are stronger together and this we know. Aosa, Yoruba, Igbo and many other ethnic cities. Nigeria cannot be divided. this we all agree. The proliferation of illicit arms. The proliferation of illicit small arms and light weapons has led to the untimely death of innocent citizens. This is not healthy for our growth and socio-economic development. The proliferation of illicit arms is having devastating effect in our land and has been plaguing our dear country, Nigeria. It is estimated there are over 6 million illicit arms in circulation in Nigeria. This huge number and overflow of weapons in the country have needlessly contributed to the very high levels of armed crimes, banditry, insurgency, terrorism, and political thuggery, thereby making the citizenry, including you, insecure. Nigeria is a great country. It belongs to you and me. We must work together to rid Nigeria of illicit small arms and light weapons. Stop gun running. Stop stockpiling. Stop selling your security and well-being for cheap. If you know anyone or group of persons involved in smuggling of small arms and light weapons or still stockpiling illicit arms, please report to the security agency nearest to you. The government is determined. Support the government so that we can live in a safe and secure environment. This message is brought to you by the National Center for the Control of Small Arms and Light Weapons.
your loving guy. We tranked out the handkerchief out. We walked the bank route. Shorty, be careful with your link out. Miss Fendi girl, Wimbledon chick who rock a stick shift. Photogenic, crazy, athletic, medic whip. Tinted, using your mind. That's the jewel of life. Science is right. Walking the righteous path. Peace, God. Love your man. So when you're zoning from the head start, we blessing your heart. Peace, I'm out of here, girl. Check out the best part. Never have I been so mystified. from me hey, yeah. 
from the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos, this is Voice of Nigeria. Never gonna get it, 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 never
I pray that you will always 